everybody and welcome to another episode of Winged Octopus along here. I'm Tyler here alongside Tanner and Tess. How are you guys doing tonight? I'm wonderful. How are you boys? We are I'm back. doing pretty good here. <laughs> <We are laughs> Finally, <finally back>. right? <laughs> like three weeks, my lord, how we survived. It's that lull. It's, been long it's that lull in the hockey season where just like ugh. It's like the Sunday of like hockey season where it's like just dragging. Yeah, yeah. When, you know yeah. it's like coming. Bef- it, it's the Sunday of hockey before football season because during football season there's literally no hockey at all on Sundays, and then after yeah, football not- season they have that stupid Sunday morning game or whatever it is. Um, the noon game. Get it right yeah. on NBC. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, we're gonna so, rant. Yeah, anyways. We're going to yes, rant. Yes, we are. But real quick, before we get to our mailbag, we are going to rant. Um, there are some things that need to be said, and there are some things that there are thoughts on our minds, but I am going to kick it to Tyler to start off his rant because he has been eager texting our yeah. freaking group chat for the last three days talking about how he wants to rant on this podcast. So, Tyler, you go right ahead and get down to Buckle business. up, so- everyone. Here we go. Here we go. I'm going to try not to go crazy, but, you know, this this drives me insane. So, okay, so the notion that people are basically saying that the Red Wings have no chance for the next five or six years, the notion that they're the, the, the team that's farthest behind in Detroit, the notion that literally the future is bleak, uh, the articles that keep coming out that saying, you know, the, um, what, what was it? Dark ages for the Red yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's pump the brakes on this fucking shit. Okay. It, it, so basically what I'm trying to say is, okay, do I think this team's going to win the Stanley Cup next year? No. But this is the NHL. Anything can happen. I mean, now you have to have superstars to win a Stanley Cup for the most part, you know, unless you're the 2011 Boston Bruins. But for the most part, like anything can happen in the NHL. Okay, Pittsburgh was probably a wagon. You know, they were going to go to the finals last year. But did really anybody pick a Nashville team that was 16th seeded to go all the way to the Stanley Cup final, even though they had some talent? So here's here's what I would say. And and this is basically just goes back like, Okay, how can you sit here and tell me that a team has zero chance going into the season? Like, that's basically what some of the people in this damn fan base say, that they have no chance going into this season. None at all. And I just don't buy it. I really don't buy it. The team just won the Calder Cup. Um, you know, th- now that's not the end-all be-all. I understand that. But the team just won the Calder Cup. You have three budding young stars. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you they're superstars. But if one or two of them become superstars, maybe you have something. Larkin, Mantha, Athanasiu. Don't sit here and tell me that this, the future is bleak when you sit when you have guys like that. A team that has a bleak future is a team like the Vancouver Canucks a few years ago when they had aging superstars like Henrik and Daniel Sedin and, and Ryan Kessler. And, uh, you know, they had Roberto Luongo in net. I mean, I guess they had Corey Schneider. But, like, that is a bleak future. That team hasn't gotten out of their own way. New Jersey Devils haven't gotten out of their own way. Don't sit here and tell me the Detroit Red Wings have no future at all. That, that's pro- all I'm saying. My problem with those articles, those articles that keep coming out came after the off season. 
Like they came out in late July, early August. Oh, should Detroit, you know, do this, do that? Should they have a full teardown? Where the fuck were y'all writing these articles a year ago? Where were y'all writing this article all the way back in March when we missed the playoffs? Nobody was writing these articles up until after the offseason was over this offseason. So uh, well, I, everybody it's just... keeps jumping on this bandwagon that, you know, whether whether their future is bleak, I get that. But they haven't been saying any of this for three years, going back to when they traded for David Legwand at the deadline, going back to when they signed Steve Ott in the offseason, signing these aging veterans, these bad contracts. Nobody said anything about their bleak future up until now that's what bothers so, so me everybody jumping on that bandwagon right now talking about their future it, it's it's almost like so uh, th- this is the, just the kind of the cons- comparison that i came up with people have been saying you know the the red wings are gonna be old you know they're not gonna do they're one of the youngest teams in the nhl now you realize this mm-hmm. i mean i th- i don't have stats to back this up right now I, i'm gonna be honest with you but they have young players they have a lot of young players. Who's old now? Don't tell me nobody. Who's old? Tell me who's old besides Zetterberg, Cronwell. Erickson, Cronwall. Okay, Jimmy Howard's getting up. There. No, most of our but guys are. It. Most of we have. I say I call them babies. We have babies now, which is wonderful. But I yeah. mean, I guess Tatar and Mantha. I mean, excuse me, Tatar and Nyquist are getting older, they're but they're still 20s. only twenty-seven years old. That's not old. Don't tell me that's old. This I don't fan know. Base. We love it's to interesting. About everything. So, so here's just here's just my last point. If you guys don't mind, I'm I'm sorry for taking all your time, but <laughs> <laughs> the just the notion that they're not going to be good, they're not going to make the playoffs. This is a team that, like, if they play to their potential, they're still a playoff team, and that's what people don't understand. They're okay. I'm not going to tell you that they have superstars because they don't. Zetterberg's an aging superstar. Okay, that on the back end, the back end is not as bad as everyone says it is. And you just added Trevor Daly. You got another year of Xavier Willett. You got another year of Nick Jensen. These guys aren't great players, but they're professionals. They're NHL players. Jonathan Erickson, as far as I'm concerned, can get the fuck out. But besides that, besides who who is a liability back there besides Erickson? I mean, DeKaiser was bad last year. DeKaiser was bad last year. But, like, you guys see what I'm saying? Like, who is, like, putrid out there for the Red Wings besides Jonathan Erickson? Nobody. So, like, Nobody. I don't understand – I don't understand where this notion comes from. Maybe you guys can help me because I don't understand it. If they play to their potential, they are a playoff team. Are they going to do noise in the playoffs? Probably not. But it benefits you to make the playoffs because you have players like Larkin, Bantha, Athanasiu, Jensen, Bertuzzi, um, Russo at some point, Peter Morazic if he ever gets his head out of his ass. Like, you have young players. And Danny DeKaiser at 27 years old, can still get better. The, these articles that keep coming out, oh, he's the player, he's a bad player, the Red Wings signed into a bad contract. Let's see. It was one year. That's all I have to say. No, I agree. I think also what Tanner said, it's the offseason. These people are freaking bored out of their minds. They got to think of something to write. So what, how can we piss off a fan base? Let's just trash their entire get organization. Clicks. 
it's it's literally it just click it's clickbait articles like it's, it's all it is and it is it, it it really is they have no legit facts or stats to back them up like was last year was horrible like we all admit that but yes. one bad year can't make up for 25 years of success you know what i mean like no. one bad year is not going to erase those four stanley cups they won in that st- playoff streak so everyone can just calm the fuck down well, let me just add of- another thing Go ahead. And, and I, so the 25 years to the playoffs is impressive, of, of course, right? And, you know, the, the, the division titles and, and, you know, going to the finals five times, all of that. There should have been more. A lot of people don't say this. There should have been more. I know, I know this is, this is going to sound really greedy. They should have won in 09. Well, and we all know there that. Was, there was some years where they won the President's Trophy. The, the one year they got whacked by Calgary. The one year they got whacked by Edmonton. The year they lost in the conference finals to Anaheim. I'm, I hate to say this as a Red Wings fan, but this sounds really greedy, but there should have been more. There was so much talent on all those teams. There probably should have been more. We're going to be oh, happy yeah. with the four cups. We're going to be happy with the five cup appearances and then all the final four appearances, but there should have been more. Well, if we want to get back into fans complaining about stuff before we get to our mailbag here real quick, um, people are having some issues with the logo on the new ice at Little Caesars Arena. The Red Wings brought back the Hockey Town logo with the uh, winged wheel with Hockey Town draped right across it. Uh, if you guys want to see pictures, you can go to the official Red Wings page to check them out. Um, but kind of wanted to get your guys' um, real quick thoughts. Why Why are fans complaining about Because, this? like I said, this fan base, they bitch about everything. Like, if it's, if it's like there's slow news day, oh, they put Hockey Town on it. Let's bitch about it. <laughs> I was really reading through the comments because Tyler brought it up earlier in our group chat, and I was like, what are you talking about? Like, what do you mean? I was reading half those comments are these old freaking 40-year-old men who probably wish they were Steve Eiserman, but they're not. They're just going on their phone. They're like, they can take that off. They're not Hockey Town anymore. And I was like, uh, what do you mean? Like, We complain like, about any other city that calls themselves Hockey Town. Hockey Town. But when we, we put it. We put it on exactly. our own ice, we bitch. Everyone was like, well, we don't deserve that name. We haven't won in 10 years. But everyone, like, there were fans that actually have a brain, intellectuals out there, thank God, that saved this fan base. They're like, you realize that we have it trademarked. There's a fucking song called Hey, Hey, Hockey Town. Go on YouTube. (laughs) It's a real song. They play it at games. I've heard it. Like, it's a legit. Yes. (laughs) So I don't understand why everyone's, like, all throwing a bitch fit about a fucking name. I'm sorry I'm getting all, like, foul mouth, but it, like, irritates me. Like, we take such pride in hockey town that everyone's like why do they do that because we fucking can <laughs> like no other team won four cups in 15 years <laughs> like come at me i'll fight you <laughs> like i don't understand why people are getting so pissed pisses me off see people getting pissed off that's what i think tyler so what so you have to say <laughs> what, what don't i have to say about this <laughs> You know what? There could be a team that goes all the way to the cup finals and loses in game seven. And this fan base would say, oh, they're not good enough. Tear it down. Let's rebuild it. Let's rebuild it from the ground up. Is there a a fan base that bitches and whines and moans about everything? Because we're still It's Detroit sports. Detroit sports are that way. It's, so it's because we follow so them. Luckily, I think we nitpick because we follow them. I'm sure there's a lot of other fan bases that do it. We just don't follow them like that. So. Right, okay, so we specialize in nitpicking. So I will be the first to tell you that Red Sox fans nitpick and bitch and moan and groan and everything about everything. Every little, little thing Red Sox fans <laughs> find a way to bitch about. 
but we're not doing a baseball show. We're doing a hockey show. So basically all I have to say about this is, okay, you want to bitch about it. What do you want in the ice? You want the, the wings, you know, um, like they had at the Joe before they just, you know, before they just melted the ice. You want it like that? You want it like it was in the Dead Wing era? Like that? Because those teams were losers. Do, do you want to not celebrate the teams that were great here? You, like, I don't understand it. I it, I, I don't understand it. No, that's I really a good point. Don't. No, I feel like Hockey Town, like a lot of players, like, you know, a lot of like the young guys, they like, you know, they grew up in the Hockey Town era where the Red Wings were dominating and they take pride in playing in Hockey Town. So I don't get why the fans are so upset that it says Hockey Town. Like, I just, ugh, these fans, they, ugh, if like, I, ever I mean, saw them, I would like probably punch them. They irritate me. Like, keep your mouth shut. Like, I mean, I understand change and I understand the like, like, you know, building a new era and building a new this and that and the other thing. You're building a new arena. What more do you want to switch over the eras? Like, I don't understand this fan base. I really don't. I, I, <sighs> well, you I don't know think what? I ever will. But No, but, you know, we still love our boys. So, boys of Hockey oh, yeah. Town, we love them. So, since I think we're all trying to simmer down, let's move on to the mailbag for some happier topics. <laughs> Our first, Possibly. Our first, we'll see. <laughs> um, our first question comes from Twitter. Brian, his Twitter handle is at BBIOL. I'm, again, I am horrible at names, so I apologize. Anyway, Brian asks, do you think the Wings should sign Yager? I say hail to the no. What are your guys' um, thoughts? I don't, I don't want them to sign a guy just for him to chase records. You know, whether he can still continuously play, I don't, you know, if, if he doesn't have any more upside than a 30-point season, I don't want him taking a spot of um, seeing a Tyler Bertuzzi get more ice time or seeing somebody else get more ice time. Um, you know, again, that, that'd be my only um, to stay away from it. Um, would I like to see Yager wear the winged wheel? You know, of course, kind of add on to that, to his history. Um, but, you know, I'd just go, I'd probably go against it. Yeah, so I would um, I would just ask that person or any of the people that say that with what cap space? <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. Realistically, yeah. we ha- we cannot afford it. Okay, so so taking the cap space part out of it, I mean, like to see Yager, like I, what Yager's one of my favorite players of all time, and to see him start breaking records in the Red Wings uniform and possibly break Gordy Howe's record of games played, sure, or you know nice. that kind of thing, that would be pretty cool. Um, it's the same way. I guess, I, I guess we'd like to see Vanek back, but again, it, it, it's the same way. If it was the right price, sure, but don't want him taking up a spot of a guy who we kind of like to see grow with the organization. This is not 2009 yeah. where we can just yeah. bring in these big name hot shots because oh, what the hell? We can do it. Like we're at a point where like we're desperate to like redeem ourselves. Sorry, Yager, but I don't think he's a puzzle piece for this team. We can't. Not in this uh, era. I, I mean, know. if it was for five hundred thousand, which is a veteran minimum, I believe. Uh, I mean, I don't see why not. But he, this guy's all about money, so that's that's not yeah. going to happen. He'll play in Russia before he comes play in Detroit. Bye. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, not sorry. It's on you, Tyler. Okay, so um, moving question on to the two. second question. Yeah. So this is from my buddy Trav Swag. You know, he's part of us. Um, What's up, Travis? Travis. What's up, Travis? Um, so basically he asks who's going to score the first goal, regular season goal at Little Caesars Arena. We have to add in Whoever that. Whoever wants our, to go first, go ahead. Well, we have to add in that, um, another one of our members, Michael said, 
please not Sheehan. <laughs> I think that would be really funny if Riley like had a hat trick. Oh man! Well, it's been well, it's like been a theme the last two home openers. We've had people have had hat tricks, so I think that's like a good way to kick it off. But then we had horrible seasons. Um, who do I think will score? Let's have Larkin start off his season right. Start I don't get that. Like I'm. That. I like that's what I'm gonna hope just for. just knowing our luck, somebody's gonna score that we won't want to score. Like scare Erickson's gonna hit like 16 skates on his way into the goal. Don't say that. And, and it's gonna get like deflected Stop. off the new boards at Little Caesars Arena and yeah. hit off the butt of the goal. Like something stupid like that's gonna happen. Um, I'll take help. But I'm not trying to speak those bad things into existence. Um, let's go. I'm gonna go uh, go out on a limb here. I wanted to say Tatar, but I forgot that uh, his with his surgery he won't be there. Um, so he I'm may be ready. Go, he may be ready. Actually, They're I'm going to sure go yet. Franz Nielsen with the first goal. Of the That's a good one. So um, that leaves me. So basically, I think <laughs> Tanner, you're going to love this one. This is your favorite player of all time, Justin no, Applicator. Justin Applicator gets the. I was waiting the, for that. The guy who had the hat lights the lamp at the new arena. All joking aside, all joking aside, I think it would be cool to see Dylan Larkin score it. Yeah, no question. Yeah, yeah. No question. I'd like to see somebody, yeah, some somebody of that ilk who is kind of the future, whether it's him or Mantha or Anthony C, it would be really cool. But one of the you know what, all three of them can score. Well, that's fine that with me night. too. That's fine. Anthony C will be... probably have another breakaway goal because he seems to that's sort of totally much. fine. Totally I'm okay with that. Fine. Um, the fact that we mentioned Larkin, uh, we'll go to our next question here from John at JT Evan Zero. Um, he asks, does Larkin take a step back in the spotlight or does he continue to regress? And uh, before I ask you guys to answer, um, John, we did answer the, uh, talk about Larkin on a podcast or two ago. If you have checked that out, you can go uh, listen to that. We kind of talked about Larkin in depth. But wanted to get your guys' opinion. Do you guys think this upcoming season that he um, answered John's question? Does he step back into that spotlight, or does he uh, fall back a little bit? I hope he comes back in the spotlight. Like I'm hoping last year's as a sophomore slump. I feel like all young players go through that. So I'm hoping like he learned a lot from like our previous podcast. That interview he did with our um, Detroit Zone Brad Galley at his hockey school. He said he feels okay. refreshed and he changed up some things about his training. Gave him some time to relax. I'm hoping that new mindset and that new like training method will benefit him, and he can be the little hot shot that we know he can, and he can be Dream. our future. So. I'm fingers crossing that he will jump back in the spotlight because we need him to desperately. Yeah, so I think he's definitely going to jump back in the spotlight. I think he's a special player, and special players uh, tend to rise uh, to the challenge. Um, you know, he played a lot of hockey over the last few years, so I, you know, I'm sure he was probably a little bit tired. And um, I, I hope he, yeah. you know, he rises to the challenge, and I think he will. I, I think he's that kind of player. I think he's a, you know, a future leader. Uh, at some point. I think he dealt with some more injuries last year than it was led on to believe. I know he missed a few games. Yeah, I, um, in, I think that was late January. Um, but I, I, that that weren't disclosed or anything. Um, you know, I hope he steps back into that spotlight. And I think he's working under, um, you know, kind of learning from guys Zetterberg and even from Nyquist and Tatar, who have been with the team for a few years, uh, learning from some of those guys will be important for him. And, and 
I don't think there's any other guy I'd rather kind of play under than Zetterberg or being able to play on that same line as him. Definitely. So, so there's just one other thing. So he, uh, he was on a podcast, uh, the Red Wings podcast. I forget what it's called, Red and White Authority or something like that. And uh, he was talking to the host of that show. I, I, the guy's name's escaping my head right now. Um, but he was talking with Larkin, and Larkin basically said that he's working on, you know, obviously playing center and everything. And he's been working on face-offs with Chris Draper all summer long. So, I mean, that's, that's pretty good. I love Drapes. Drapes, my guy. Yes. Shout out, yeah, shout definitely. out, Chris Draper, if you're listening, you're my guy. I love you, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's very nice. Another bromance is brewing for Tanner and former Red Wings. <laughs> well, speaking of our old Red Wings, we have some veterans. This next question from Walt. His Twitter name is at BrazilFan91. Walt asked us, will we trade any of our old vets by the trade deadline or offseason? I wish, but um, I don't think it's going to happen. I think we mentioned it before. I, I don't know if you'd consider him an old vet, but I would expect, um, depending on where we are at the deadline or, or maybe even not, that Mike Green would probably still be on that trade block. You know, I think still having a right-handed, defesh, a right-handed defenseman in today's day and age is uh, important. Mm-hmm. And I guess we'll see what teams feel, for, feel right there. Um, I just have a hard time believing just his – you know, we'll talk about him a little more in a little bit, but I have a hard time believing the kind of person that Nick Cronwall is that Detroit would trade away um, his contract. I think I think you'd kind of hope to get younger, to continue to get younger, and maybe if you can get some pieces back for those guys. You know, I guess, I guess it's almost another wait-and-see approach to how the team's doing. Yeah, so, I mean, basically – Trading the veterans, I mean, I guess define which veterans. Mike yeah. Green is uh, definitely an example. And, I, I mean, the ex- the one example that I always think of when I think of Mike Green, even if we're in the playoff chases, I mean, St. Louis was in the playoff race and they traded away Shattenkirk to uh, Washington. Yeah. And they yeah. still ended up making the playoffs. So, I mean, it worked out for them. So, I mean, I guess a lot of teams are even valuing, like, their UFAs and just trying to get rid of them, um, especially, like, St. Louis last year with uh, Shattenkirk. So, yeah. I mean – it depends on what veterans, but I mean, I would expect Mike Green to get some interest, you know, uh, aging. I mean, I guess no one's taking any of those contracts, so good luck with that. No one's taking Nielsen. No one's taking Abdelkader. No one's taking Cronwall. No one's taking Erickson. Uh, no one's taking Abdelkader, if I didn't already say him. No one's taking Nyquist, I don't think. Possibly, I guess. I, I, I doubt Erickson it. Gone. I, I really doubt can it. We, the only, can the only we one is Green. Can find Erickson a new home? Can we get Erickson out? Like, I will help. Who wants him? Found wash-up defenseman. Please take him. I'll, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to trade. Like, I feel like these veterans, like, they're old, but it's, like, they're just part, like, they're, like, family. You don't want to just get rid of them unless you're Erickson. I'm sorry that sounds mean, but he just does nothing for me. He needs to leave. I mean, there comes a time and day where you just kind of need to. Yeah. I don't know what what their black man, what Erickson has on the Red Wings, he's dumb or something. I don't know because I don't understand the the ice time that he gets. I don't understand anything about him, honestly. I really don't. Well, maybe this season uh, he'll blow our minds and we can be like, "What yeah. the bleep?" <laughs> you know, um, doubtful, but we can be optimist because we don't want to be like the West, of the fan base that has to, you know, be a Debbie Downer about everything. No, so of you course. Know. So so moving on. Speaking of a guy uh, with a beard. Um, basically, this <laughs> basically this question comes from at Red Wings Fan Club on Instagram. I don't actually have your name in front of me, but thank you for the question, uh, Red Wings Fan Club. 
Um, so basically the question is, who is most deserving of D once the man with the beard retires? Oh. Tanner, I'm going to start with you. Um, can I uh, – I like going for the younger guy. Um, you know, it, it's kind of funny because you can't really – Basing on what Detroit has done, you know, they haven't had, they've had three captains since, you know, whenever, like the year after Iserman was drafted. I would like to see them give it to Larkin. I, I, that would be, that would be my pick. They would, they could possibly give it to somebody like Abdul Kader or Tatar, somebody who's been around. I don't think by the time Zetterberg retires that, you know, Cronwall will continue to play. Um, I think it would be, it would be best for the Detroit, and I think that's the direction they would go, is to give themselves a captain who can be there for a long time, yeah. um, and that that is who I would think. Not uh, I don't I don't know if it would be most deserving because if it would be most deserving, it would be somebody that has been there. Um, however, I think they're the best situation for them to do is to give it to Larkin. I agree. Um, yeah, to go young, Larkin seems like the way to go, but. Abdulkader, I mean, I know he's not a favorite person, Tanner, but if they were going to go with, like, experience, I think Abdulkader is in first in line, but I don't think they want it to be, like, a choppy, like, captaincy because, I mean, Abdul- like, he's not old, but, like, he's older than Larkin. I'm sure Abdulkader's days are going to be numbered before Larkin's are, so if you want something that's going to, like, stick for 10-plus years, I would go with Larkin. I feel mm-hmm. like Larkin is that player that has – that like motivation, that captain like mindset, <clears throat> like basically like a little Iserman, which I would totally be fine with repeating because it worked out fabulous for us. So let's just repeat some history, some good history. I'd be fine with that. So imagine going in from from Steve Iserman to Nicholas Lidstrom to Henrik Zetterberg to Justin Abdul. Oh man, that's just like a falling off a freaking cliff. God bless. But- I, I think just, the only thing is, like, he doesn't take sweep. any shit. So, Abigail, he has, like, that it's, grit, I think, that we could, like, use. But, I mean, I wouldn't – I would be, like, eh. Like, okay. I mean, they could <laughs> they could pick Erickson. Okay? Matter, matter of fact, let's go back to a couple questions ago. Give it to Yamir Yager for a year. That's <laughs> <laughs> an advocator, all right? Oh, like, my God. <laughs> I'd Jesus. rather – Oh, oh my Yeah, I think it's a clean sweep, though. I, I think Larkin is the, the de facto person that you give it to. He's, but I think Larkin he's has just, to earn it. He's like, just he that needs to guy. Prove himself too. Yeah. Well, yes, yes. I, I totally agree with that. And I also think that a possible person, you know, if Zetterberg were to retire in the next, like, year or two, maybe Thomas Tatar. But mm-hmm. I, think, I think definitely if you're thinking long-term, like a lot of these teams have, like – you know, uh, the Oilers with McDavid, um, the Leafs are probably going to give Matthews it at some point. You know, Jonathan Taves got it really early. Nate, uh, um, Gabriel Landeskog got it early. So, I mean, I guess they could definitely give it to Larkin. But what also, also what I would say, too, is um, I don't know if he's going to go from nothing to a C. I think he's going to have to get an A first and then – that, that would be ho- hoping Zetterberg plays another two, three years before, you know, Cronwall would hang up the skates, which kind of leads right into our next question. Brian, uh, his Twitter handle is at DudeKBrian, um, asks, will Cronwall retire this season? And, and before you guys answer, just to point out um, some figures here, Cronwall's making about uh, $3.5 million this year. Um, his cap hit this year and next year is $4.25 million, And he also has a modified no-trade clause for those last two years of his contract. 
Um, so keep that in mind when you're answering. Tyler, I will start with you. Um, so basically, uh, were you saying the Cronwall retiring? Well, yeah, will he retire this season or after this season? Um, I think he should hang them up in uh, will in training he camp. Retire? <laughs> will, he, will he retire Not after what this you season? Want. What will he do? I, I think he'll retire after this year. I do because I just think that the, that the legs aren't getting any better. I mean, I guess it'll just be it'll it'll be seen at some point in time during the season. Um, I, I was reading an article. I think it was Craig Custance, and he basically said that. You know, early on they were giving Cronwall, uh, you know, a lot of treatment and a lot of games off. And actually, believe it or not, he benefited from playing more games down the stretch instead of taking those days off. So, I mean, I guess he he basically said the more he was on it, the better off. And when he got off it, it was tough to get back on. So I, I don't know if that's going to continue this year. I don't even know if there are other body parts of his that are going to break down. I think he retires. Yeah, I, I mean, he, yeah. He should. I think it's for his health. I mean, like, I mean, we saw like his knees obviously aren't what they were five years ago, and he's he can't hit like he used to. He hasn't crumbled someone in like freaking four years. Like, I'm sorry, but what is your use? <laughs> like, well, if you're not hitting people, he gets the penalty anytime he hits somebody. So, like, like I said, if he looks at the ref, they freaking fine him. Oh, you think we think you're going to hit someone? You get a fine. No, um. I had like this theory, like ever since they announced that they were making or they're going to start the new arena, I felt like the older guys wanted to get at least one year in that arena, which I can't blame them. I think if um if they were still playing at the Joe this coming season, I have a feeling that Cromwell would have called it quits. But I think he wants to make it a little bit more special and like play at LCA, which like I said, I can't blame him. So I'm hoping his knees will be nice to him and let him play a decent amount of games and that he can have a decent season if this is send off year i mean he at least deserves to go out on a high note or a somewhat high note so i like him as a player he's not what he once was but he's done well wearing the ringed wheel so i would like for him to hang up the skates he deserves to you know be healthy and enjoy retirement i don't want him to like have to retire because of an injury i want him to be able to have a say in it he's one of those players that deserves to have a say when his time is up so i i personally think he'll he'll finish out his contract and play through uh next season um, unless unless his health would be totally bad, I don't see him as a guy that kind of gives up on his contract. Uh, again, unless unless he feels his health, you know, he just can't do it anymore. You know, I, I do hope that he's healthy enough that he can come in and you know teach some of these young guys some stuff. Um, he's only making 1.5 million in that final year, um, but it could be possible with some of these younger guys only paying them, you know, 700,000 a season or whatever that they could just. If he decides to retire, they just eat that 4.25 million uh, in cap space um, for his final year. So, you know, we'll see. I, I, I'd like to see you know him get another year or two out of those legs. Time will only tell. But the we're only moving. Thing, the, the only thing I really have to say is obviously you know you'd say thank you for your time and you know like everything like that because he has. There was one point in time, and I, I always go back and say this where he was. One of the more underrated defensemen in the NHL, right when Blitzstrom retired, he stepped right in and he was a really good, solid defenseman. And it's unfortunate because he'd probably still be really good if his knees weren't, you know, (laughs) jello. Literally, he has jello. He's made of Play Doh. Oh, literally. That's what happens to a hockey player. Moving on to a wave of new hockeyness in Vegas. 
Our next question comes from Jay on Twitter. His at name is at Sticks and Pucks without the C's. It's a hard <laughs> time writing that. So, Jay, you have a very creative Twitter handle. <laughs> Anyways, Jay asks us, how far do you see Vegas going this season? Playoffs? And if so, how far? Tanner. I would love to see you. them going to the playoffs. Um, I would love to see the fan base um, gather around them and have them win a few games um, just to kind of, I guess, get some talk in that area and kind of pick up a little bit, um, kind of get the NHL back on the map. You know, do I do I see them going to the playoffs? I'd say if they do, I think they would be a late seed, um, whether it be seven or eight. I don't think that they would go very far in the playoffs if they did make it. Um, but, but again, I, I think I cross my fingers, and, unless they play the Red Wings during the regular season, I will root, you know, for them this season and, and hope that the fans do rally about around that team. Um, so, yeah, I, I just think that they're not going to be experienced enough. I don't think that, you know, they – I mean, the front office did what they could with what they had. I mean, you know, I think they'll be competitive enough, but they may be in that situation where they're not good enough to make the playoffs and they're not bad enough to be the worst team in the NHL. That's possible too. Uh, and that's the scary part of the NHL. You don't really ever want to be that. Although, I guess in the NHL, it's the one league that, you know, you can be mediocre and still compete for a cup. I mean, because, like, hockey's just that. You know, like I said, I brought it up before. But will they make the playoffs? No, 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 no way. No, not this year. Maybe next year, maybe the year after, not this year. And it, I, I just don't see that team winning more than, what, 30 games, 35 games, 40? I mean, I mean what, what's, I the, what's for the number? Never say never. I mean, I mean, I said. guess, but they're probably going to trade. They're probably going to be sellers at the deadline. So my guess is they'll come out of the gate. They'll be a decent team early on, and then they'll fade, kind of like Vancouver did last year, kind of like New Jersey did last year. And um, you know, they'll probably at the deadline move like James Neal, and uh, I don't think they're moving Flurry. So I think he's their goalie. But uh, I'm sure there's other players that they probably could move. They already did move some, so I don't know. I mean, it's a rebuilding process, obviously. I mean, I think I agree with Tanner. Like, it would be cool to see them make it so, like, the NHL, like, they can, you know, ride on their high horse. Like, see, we did a good thing. We gave Vegas a team. No, it would be good exposure for the yeah. NHL, having fan more fans out in the desert. I hope they're, they're competitive. Yeah, I almost want them to be, like, that spoiler team, like, good teams will lose against them and like you know just you know people will realize like they're not messing around like every player on that team knows that they have like something to prove they're playing for this brand new team in this city where no one knows what hockey is all they care about is freaking gambling <laughs> so it's like you know everyone's like what is hockey so like the players and the organization like they have a lot of proof so i think they're gonna come out playing i mean the best they can hopefully they can be mediocre you don't want to be a total like <clears throat> fluke and i'm just suck that would be really bad no i hope they do decent playoffs i mean maybe it'd be cool if they like just miss it so they weren't like i don't want them to be like the bottom seed like the last place team that although, would just be no fun although for them maybe. that would probably be the thing that their management actually wants uh because you know the, the, the number one overall pick or possible number one overall pick so speaking of we'll young players spe <laughs> speaking of young players um, we have a question from DRT tweets or no D DRW. Um, so when player, what players will make the Red Wings this year from the Grand Rapids grip? And his name is Jared. And thanks for your question, Jared. I think we hope that Bertuzzi makes the team. 
Yes. Um, I think he's kind of the... He deserves um, it. He's probably the biggest one that stands out. Um, I think Shvechnikov kind of has a chance, and I think a lot of people would like to see him. Those are kind of the, I think, the two bigger names that stand out. I know we have talked in the past about Martin for, um because mm-hmm. he's had some experience and because he's a right-handed shot, and that could help them with their struggling power play. Those would be kind of the three I would highlight, Jared. Um, just kind of looking at coming into the preseason would be uh, Martin Furk, Tyler Bertuzzi, and who did I miss? Who did I just say? Spetsnikov. Um, Whatever. I can't say his yeah. name. Yeah. We need Spetsnikov. I, li- I like Laredo too, but I think those are the other kind of three I'd focus on. I am all team Bertuzzi. I think he has proven himself. I would like to see him up here. I've been saying it all summer, I think. Tyler Bertuzzi deserves a chance. I really hope he makes it. I will like go down there myself and talk with Ken Holland. I'll like write an essay in MLA format. I'll even do a presentation on why Bertuzzi belongs on this team. But that's who I want up here opening night. I'll tell you is that they need a surgeon with a scalpel to fix that damn power play. <laughs> Jesus is what we need. Come on. A surgeon won't be able to do shit. Yeah, well, yeah, it's all basically, up to the big gun upstairs. He needs to help us because Lord have mercy. To me, the player that's going to make oh. this team out of Grand Rapids is obviously Tyler Bertuzzi, okay? but You the, say that, pers- but this organization does goofy things and you don't always listen to us. So that, what that we think, they don't true. always do. I think he's earned his wings. I do. I think he's I earned agree. his wings. But no I guess another – or pun intended. No, I guess pun intended. No <laughs> pun intended. It's a podcast. No. Um, We're so punny. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but I guess the one player that, like, a lot of people don't talk about, like, this is a player that I would like to see on the Red Wings. And, uh, you know, people forget this guy's out of options, so you're going to wave him again if he doesn't make the team. And that's that, Martin Furt. Options. I thought. I thought he signed that two-way contract. If, am I? Am I wrong on that? I thought I, his extension oh, was a two-way. Yeah, you're right. He did sign a two-way. Because that, that, I think so we talked about. I was a little bit surprised that he signed a two-year deal, and, and maybe we didn't discuss that on a podcast yet. Yeah, no, we did. You're right. No, you're right. Okay, so Marty yeah. Furt does have options. Okay, so yep. I guess the the Svechnikov is another guy, but. I think that really, realistically, you probably want him to be the number one guy or, you know, like one of the number one guys down in Grand Rapids for one That's more true. year and then bring him That's up. That's true. Or, or bring him up if someone gets hurt. I mean, there's no real hurt in that, but no one got hurt by playing too many AHL games, you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm really where I stand. We'll, we'll kind of stay with the young players um, going into this last question. And, and thank you, everybody, who, who did send us questions for this mailbag. Um, you know, we will, we will answer anybody's questions anytime uh, for podcasts, so feel free to keep sending them in. Uh, this one comes from Craig at uh, Craig Gansell. I hope I pronounced that right as well. Um, talking about some other guys in Grand Rapids and how soon will Dan Renoff and Dylan McElrath make their way to the Motor City? All you, Tyler. Do you want me to go first? first? <laughs> All you, because I don't know those players. Uh, Tyler's kitty on the, on the Grand Rapids defenseman. Yeah, I, okay. So I think the, the main thing that people should take away from this, okay, Dylan Micklerath is a guy that was picked high in the draft, I believe it was in 2010 or 2011, by the New York Rangers. Never worked out. Never really made made an impact on their team. Played with Florida. Really never made an impact there. So I mean, he's a reclamation project. That's basically what I'm saying. Dan Renouf has a, you know, is probably going to be a decent defenseman. I believe he went to the University of Maine. I could be wrong, but long story short, I don't 
see Mickelrath making the team unless somebody gets hurt or they buy out Erickson or, you know, something like that. Renouf, next year, year after, I, I have no idea. I really – I'm not sure. Really. Tess, anything? I'd, no, because I don't know who those players are, and I apologize. But um, no whoever's going to be who, whoever's going to be the best addition for the Red Wings, I want wearing the wing wheel. If you're going to knock a bitch out or score some goals, come up here. <laughs> That's basically how I feel. Yeah. Craig, I don't think for me that Renoff will be like Tyler said. It'll probably be another year or two um, until guys like Cronwall are out the door, or Mike Green is traded, or Erickson gets bought out or is out the door. Um, when it comes to McElrath, he almost seems like he's that new um, Brian. He's like Brian Lashoff, who a guy who bounces back sixteen times between the season. Just because he has experience, he doesn't do anything great. He doesn't do anything, you know, terrible. He's just kind of there. So I, I would expect uh, in the next year or two um, for those guys to maybe um, kind of compete as fringe starters or or the seventh defenseman. Before before we wrap this up, there's actually a point I, I kind of want to bring up. I don't think people quite understand this, and uh, I guess I'm. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but um, well, please so I was actually lo- I was actually looking at this. So uh, you know, we talk about the goalie situation a lot, and uh, you know, rightfully no so, it's kind of a joke. But do you guys understand that literally they have to waive Jared Coro if he doesn't outplay Peter Mrazek or or uh, Jimmy Howard because they're not. Ken Holland said they're not going to carry three goalies, so that means that someone can have six foot whatever. Jared Coro for free, most likely. Does that not scare the absolute crap out of you? Um, I have one word for that. Fuckery. Pure and utter fuckery. That's just how it goes around here. Um, I did not know that. God help us with our goalie situation. It's just a mess. Jesus. I mean, help us out. we have bigger things to worry about than losing Jared Coro. To okay, but uh, Jared, you do understand Jared Coro just, you know. I'm aware. I'm aware. <laughs> won the Calder Cup. And, uh, I, I am those fickle fans who are going to overreact at everything. Okay? <laughs> we talked about it at the beginning of this podcast. I'm going mean, to turn into one of those guys. I, I just think there's bigger, bigger issues. Um, you know, if 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 Jimmy Howard or Peter Mrazek can't take stranglehold of that starting job, whether one of them goes down with an injury or not, that is the bigger issue here. Not if their potential third starter gets claimed or not by that's going to be unfortunate if they lose him for nothing that's all I'm well saying. that's true i think especially because like like we've said in other someone podcasts, will pick him up because of the whole morazic drama thing like you know a little high school girl throwing a bitch fit um i think until that i think that like it is scary because you don't know how this team is going to like handle the whole morazic thing like is it going to come in like nothing happened is morazic going to come in you know as like a new and changed person new year new me attitude mm-hmm. or is he going to be have his head up his ass again so i mean Real in that easy. aspect yeah it is kind of scary but um right now everyone wants jimmy howard to be the main guy so i really hope jimmy's getting his shit together because it's all on him or we are fucked last thing andreas athanasiu still has not been signed yes we and know. there's still no update really um, I don't like that. I really wish they would just get probably, it over with. We probably won't have something until the end of the season or mid-season, unfortunately. Lord. You mean the off-season, right? Well, end of the season or mid-season. If they were to somehow create cap space before 
Well, training camp should be a prime. Well, they place need for to have him signed that. for training camp. Otherwise, I mean, oh, okay. I mean, oh. I guess he could hold out, but you know, he's an RFA, so they literally they have to do something. And uh, apparently, he doesn't want to play ball with them. So I don't know. I don't blame him. I don't, uh, but I don't understand what his leverage is. What what's his leverage? Okay, good, big deal. You scored a lot of go- like you scored a decent amount of goals. Take the damn bridge contract. Shut up and play. And then, it, and, and then when it comes to time to you know bet on yourself, show us you're worth the whatever million you're gonna get five. Well, he, six, gets, he gets half the ice time as other guys, so it's hard for him to show. He has great games, and then he sits. You know, he plays, I think he'll get he gets more like four minutes year. of ice time in, in the final. You know, thirty well, minutes. He of might the game, have so. the mindset too that Tatar kind of you know fought for what he wanted and got it basically so Anthony C is probably yeah. thinking well if he can do it I can do too because I play just as well as he does I don't know what goes on behind those closed doors I would probably smack a bitch because it's they all concerning. sound like babies I mean I hope they work it out they have to because if some if we don't like end up keeping him I will freaking I will hurt somebody but before we end this show we have a little reminder and announcement. I'm sure you guys have heard on our previous podcast, and if you follow us, like you should be, on all of our social media, there is a golf outing that we are sponsoring that our wonderful other member of Winged Octopus, Michael Scott, has uh, organized. So he sent us a little message for me to share with you all. So be prepared. I'm probably going to butcher some names. As usual, I apologize. So let's do this. The Winged Octopus is a proud sponsor of this year's Andrew Gulch Memorial Golf Outing, taking place this Saturday at Bedford Hills Golf Course. Beginning, ugh, beginning at 1130, registration and check-in will occur to kick off what is sure to be a fantastic day. We will be bringing you live feed coverage and many pictures from the event courtesy of our own Michael Scott. He's also our walleye reporter and writer. And he also sent a list of what's going to be happening, the fun events that will be taking place a golf skill contest, a putting competition with a hockey stick putter. That would be interesting. Mini golf, on-course hockey challenge holes, silent auction of many hockey and non-hockey items, raffles of hockey and non-hockey items, dinner after golf, and a golf ball launder to the hole. Apparently, it's a t-shirt cannon for golf balls. Good thing he put that in parentheses. And a handful of those events will have prizes, so fun stuff. Um, for a complete list of auction items, visit the Golf Outings website at gulchmemorial.com. And some big items that I think will catch everyone's attention. They have signed jerseys from the following NHL players. Detroit's own Ted Lindsay and Dan- Danny DeKaiser. Um, Columbus Blue Jackets' Nick Foligno. And Pittsburgh Penguins' Ian Cole. Uh, what else do we have? In addition to those events, you may uh, may well end up with a former or current Toledo hockey player in your group. Confirmed players for the outing are Toledo Walleye Ford. Evan Rankin, a.k.a. Mr. Walleye. Former Toledo Gold Diggers netminder and Turner Cup champion, Ted Tucker. Fellow Gold Digger and Turner Cup champion, Doug Mahood. Players who have stated they will likely be in attendance. Current Toledo Walleye forwards, AJ Jenks and Shane Bershbach. I really hope I'm saying that right. Finally. I believe that's how you say it, yes. Well, bless. I finally got one. Finally, (laughs) players who have been invited to the event. Former Walleye players, Kyle Rogers. Jared Nightingale, Michael Leone, Chris. Hey, I know them. They're from my hood. I went to high school with one of them. Anyways, that's nice. Um, and <laughs> Alex Globke. Again, hold on, I'm saying your name right. 
And finally, lastly, before, so I can shut up, if you are unable to attend this event but still wish to make a donation, then consider donating to the Muscular Dystrophy Association at www.mda.org. We we here at Winged Octopus are very proud to be part of this event and hope that you will enjoy what we have in store for you this weekend. To stay up to date on the action, be sure to follow Winged Octopus on Twitter and Facebook, and live streams will be on both of those platforms. Whew, boys, My, Michael, Michael will be uh, in attendance for that, uh, as well as uh, Kenny, who is also a part of Winged Octopus. Um, they will both be in attendance at that event. So uh, please do say hello if you guys get a chance to make it out there. Yeah, if you're you're in that Ohio, st- uh, Ohio, <laughs> Ohio state, that Ohio, uh, Michigan area, you know, definitely go check AKA it out. AKA Toledo. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, I guess you could be anywhere in Michigan or you know anywhere. And make the trip. It's for a good cause. The trip. Yeah, it's, it's for a great we're cause. Glad, we're glad to be be a part of it. For sure. So the last thing I need to bring up here is um, we're excited to announce that we have actually formed a, a uh, sponsorship with Howie's Hockey Tape. So they are offering uh, 10% off of any purchase on their website. Um, basically, you know, Howie's Hockey, it's howieshockeytape.com or .ca if you're in Canada. The promo code for us is going to be winged O with a capital W, capital O. Um, and you can follow them on Twitter at Hockey Tape. You know, they got some of the best tape I've ever used in my life. Uh, you can buy pucks on there. They have some apparel that's pretty cool. Uh, you know, so definitely check them out. Um, and we definitely appreciate them uh, signing on with us and us, you know, signing on with them. So we're looking forward to some good uh, good good partnership or good sponsorship with those guys. And lastly, a big thank you to our followers who send us these questions. I always say thank you a lot, but it means a lot that you guys want to interact with us and you actually want to hear our opinions because I'm sure we kind of sound crazy sometimes, but we love entertaining you all. And we love knowing that you guys want to hear what we have to say. So thank you followers. We love you. Listen, I'm the crazy one. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody, nobody debate that Tyler. Lord. And, and and if you don't think so, just rewind back to the podcast in the first three minutes, you'll see what I'm talking about. <laughs> Literally so that's, can't. That's all we have tonight for Tyler or for Tanner Tess. I'm Tyler. <laughs> I thought you were gonna leave me out of that just because of my last comment. Hope you guys have a great night. Um you can follow us on Twitter. Wait, we gotta shout out our Twitter handles. You're getting ahead of yourself. It's okay. I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> Tess, please shout out your Twitter handle. My Twitter handle is at TMDudleyXO. And Tanner. My Twitter handle is at the other T Swift. Mine is Tyler underscore Seely, S E A L E Y, not L Y L E Y. Okay? <laughs> Get it right. You got it. All right. So oh, for Tanner and Tess, I am Tyler. Hope you guys have a great night and uh, stay classy, Hockey Town. Took the men